Welcome to Wednesday Night Musical Osmosis, where intelligent dissonant thought meets melodic euphonious reality. I am your musically magnanimous host, Nick the Saucy One Catsaurus, broadcasting as always live from the shadow of Hurricane Mountain, Tennessee. And I also want to introduce my percussively proficient, say that three times real fast, (laughs) co-host, calling in all the way from Charm City, Maryland, my pal Odell. What is up, my friend? What's going on, man? Nothing. How's life in Charm City? How's life in Trump's America in Charm City? Trump's America, is it, it is what it is. Charm City, it's great. <laughs> the weather's been awesome. But, uh, uh, you know. We can, How we is can... it going out and about? Is the mood gloomy there? You know, Buick made a good point on our podcast the other week. She said, I have to uh-huh. stop calling it Trump's America because I'm giving it power. And uh, I, I, I'm trying to curb myself because it's our America and Trump right. just kind of, um, you know, captured the wheel of this ship for a little bit. But it's still oh, our America, right? Yeah. All righty. Lurking in the shadows, as always, is our diligent producer, Mrs. D, the Mavic domestic. I don't know. You have 12 titles now. <laughs> what are you going by this week? I do. Um, I guess right now it's just D. Like, pretty much just D. Um, like share, Right. Although I am working on a new something. I don't know if it's going to be a podcast or a vodcast or a blog or just a mish, mishmash of all things whatever. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm working on a new thing. I've been bitten by the gym bug, and I'm heading to the gym, and I freaking love it, and... Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna do something with that. I don't know. Um All anyway. Right. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. And until then, we do have some cool new stuff coming up. Um for Hey, those... let me make a quick announcement yes. too. You know, this is something I said I would never do because I thought it was corny to put a public page up. But then I started working with somebody who was like, Hey man, let me give you some tips to get some more traffic going and I finally broke down and put up a public page for all of us. So we now yeah. have public pages on Facebook, although, D, I doubt you've even looked at yours. I, but I'm trying yeah. to use mine somewhat frequently. Yeah, that's, me too. <laughs> I'm, see, I'm getting mine's used to pretty it. much a public page anyway. Um, I have a lot of folks from CASA and a lot of people that I meet through my job there already. Um, and I'm really trying to network a lot in the nonprofit community. So... I'm just there, man. I just try to be nice and try not to put up anything too horribly offensive. Um, ride just... the fence. Do you really want to ride the fence? I know, right? It's kind of. <laughs> you can't change like, shit when you ride in the fence. Fortunately, you have your stuff to friends only, so I can say whatever the hell I want on yours. Um, <laughs> yeah, I learned a hard way about that. By the way, we have, and you know, besides our regular musical guest today. Yes. Guess who we have on the show today? One of our very, very dearest friends, Yay! April. Yes. <laughs> Are well, you Adeline Freeman this evening? 
Uh, well, she's upstairs. I'm in the basement, and I can hear her running around screaming. So no, but uh, her her grandma. <laughs> so you just is have here, the so cat's baby sitting her. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> you don't have she's the cat watching her. Yep, yep. No, she's but I've so tried adorable. that before. It doesn't work out too well. For the cats or for your daughter? Yeah. Oh no, having the cat's babysit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it never works out well. They, they just yeah. you know, do their own thing. Yeah. We are we had you on today because today's guest is actually playing your big, insane, all-consuming Baltimore fortieth birthday jammy jam next Saturday. I know. I'm very excited. How long Yay. have you been planning this? Like six months? I think I got the invite six fucking months ago for it. Yeah, I've been probably planning it for a year. A yeah, year? Then she was 30. <laughs> How are you going to talk that, Adele? Actually, I, I have had ideas in my brain for five years, if that counts. See? Yes. It, the wheels are always turning with April, so, you know. <laughs> she used to get away with so much shit because she looks so innocent. <laughs> Nobody would ever like suspect her of anything. All right, we got to get our guest in here. So, Dee, why don't you tell us yes. who we've got coming up on upcoming shows? Yes. We're taking a little break for two weeks to get prepared for April's party. We are, but for those who have missed Uncustomary Love, I feel your pain. There will be a new episode on May 8th is when we are recording. Um, so just keep an eye out. Um, the, the diehard fans know that sh- there have been some issues there. Um, for her personally, so thanks for helping to uh, kind of hold up our uncustomary babe there. Um, so that's going to be May 8th, but before that, on May 5th, we normally we don't tape shows other than trivia on Fridays. So that is, that is a Friday, right? Um, yeah. Anyway, that's going to be a little odd. But we are having the legendary, legendary um, Leather Tuscadero from, she's an amazing musician and she's been on Happy Days only five million yeah. times. Well, that's her <laughs> character name. Her real yeah. name yeah. is Susie Quattro. Yeah. So, yes, we are going to have the Leather Tuscadero, a.k.a. Susie Quattro. Uh, she's going to be on. Um, and then May 7th, we are having Paul Goebel on the funny thing about politics. And finally, finally, Fiona Duraf will join us, hopefully, for Cattle of Fish. And that's going to be so awesome. Oh, my God. Can't wait. Fiona Duraf from? Fiona Duraf from Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. And also from uh, The Cult of Chucky. And I think there was one right before that. Maybe. How much wood do I have to knock on to make this come true this time? We've had some issues trying to like get yeah. the schedule together. Yeah, like for reals. Um, it'll happen. It's okay. It'll happen. Uh, and then, of course, we're going to have our super awesome friend Alex White on um, another musical osmosis next month. Um, and we are going to have a brand new spiffy awesome show. It'll actually be our, what, second episode, I think, of Political Animals of Pride with very special guest, super activist chick and musician, Eleanor Goldfield, who half the time she's over, like, in Paris, like, you know, ranting and raving and chanting and protesting and, ah, you know, she's, she's pretty... She's yeah, I want to do chick. this every other Sunday and then do our political show every other Sunday because uh, Political Animals of Pride is going to be more of an activist 
centered yes. show. We're just going to have activists on because I'm co-hosting it with Fern, of course, Buick Adra, who's an activist and also the singer of Friendship Commanders, and our buddy George, who runs the Tennessee Progressive League here yes. in Knoxville. Yes, so hopefully we can give people more actual, actionable steps that they can do to go and help fix things because we are in just – we're in trouble if we don't Yeah, do the whole panel's from Tennessee except Fern, so yes. we can do some local fundraising stuff on that show yes. too. It'll be awesome. And hey, we'll we'll tell people when to call their senators and why to call their senators and how many times to call their senators and other things other than calling senators. But tonight tonight we are gonna have super fun. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's I can't even I can't even Steady yourself, D. I know. I'm, I'm Are you really wearing a excited. diaper? You're so excited. No, I'm wearing my brand new LuLaRoe leggings, courtesy of my friend Adrian Marvel. Ah, oh, thanks, Adrian. Um, but yes, tonight we are going to have one half of the super awesome duo. Um, just one of, I don't know, how many musical acts do you have coming to the party, April? Like, um, Let's see. One, two, three. Just three and then a, a game show. Just three in a game show and roller skating three, and a thousand uh, secret game. rooms and that, that's all. Warped yes. Tour is just 19 bands. I mean, that's I know, all. Know, right? <laughs> it's, it's just the Gomez party. It's just three bands this time. You know, we, we didn't want to go overboard. No, we're having <laughs> one half of the amazing duo, Reformed Whores. And let me I'm apologize to the fans. Katie had a scheduling conflict and cannot make it tonight. So we're running half a whore this evening. <laughs> Is that a term? I can't tell. <laughs> We're half Hello. Marie, how is it going? Yes. Hi. I love that intro. Thank you. Half a whore. I aim to please. Half a whore. Half a whore. I, <laughs> I have both limbs. I have both legs. I'm good. <laughs> so then should we change it to full throttle whore then? Full there throttle. Yes. Whore X. Have, have these yeah, yeah. Whore one, whore two. We always joke about that because nobody wants to be the second one. <laughs> but, yeah. I, don't know. I think I'd want to be the second one. A lot less pressure. Yeah. Well, we're so excited, though, about the birthday parties. This is going to be wild. And you guys, do you what, play a lot of parties? No, we've done maybe two birthday parties we've been hired for previously. One was for an 80-year-old's birthday party. Oh, my God. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, How did that go? Oh, look, stop right there. Stop right there. Can we yep. get some insight on that party? Because we just literally yeah, were maybe. talking about when we're 80, we're going to do a whole thing of acid and run around through the woods. So how did yeah. that 80th birthday party go? Well, there was no acid. There was like caviar and champagne and like a, a cello a cello player in the corner and then us being the entertainment like for for 20 minutes we did like just comedy songs. It was crazy cuz like the the daughter-in-law like kind of had it out for the her in-laws sort of and she was huge fans of art. And she was like, oh, you know what, get the, their goats if we had you girls perform. And we're like, what? That is beautiful. You were a revenge <laughs> yeah. performance. <laughs> yeah. And we got paid. Yeah, we got paid for it. So we're like, cool, yeah, still horn. All right, all right. <laughs> was he 80 year old, an 80-year-old pervert? Or was he like like a, a dirty old man? Or was he like an 80-year-old, like refined, like looked like the guy from a Monopoly box with a top hat? He was, yeah. 
I wish it wasn't an eight-year-old man with a top hat. No, it was an eight-year-old woman in a wheelchair. Um, but yeah, well, now it's really... just creepy. <laughs> See, I don't know if you could really hear us, but yeah, she she was <laughs> very much enjoying it. Uh, the children awesome. present also uh, really <laughs> loved it. <laughs> she was like. She seriously was like, sing whatever you want, because some of our stuff gets a little racy. And I was like, well, the kids are here. She goes, sing whatever, the dirtier, the better. I was like, oh, So did you guys uh, yeah. go all out? Did you actually do, like, your whole set and didn't bleep anything out? Yeah, no, we didn't. No censorship. She said, don't censor it. Just go for it. So we did. And so it was, I mean. Wow, I wonder how literally... many of those kids are talking about your performance in therapy. But <laughs> <now. laughs> <laughs> I was. I went to a birthday party and these women were singing a song called I'm Eating Out. And, oh. Yeah. Girls At least they know what to do with their bear now. Yes. Yeah. They know, the girls know what to do with their bear now. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so we're excited for, we're excited for a, a party that's probably more our speed. It sounds. <laughs> um, April, uh, would you see any 80-year-olds who can barely hear or young children at the party? <laughs> no. Uh, there will be teenagers at the party, but no, Ooh. nobody younger than that. Okay. <laughs> hey, That's well, it might nice. be your crowd then. Hey, let me ask you this, because I saw this post um, on your Reformed Horse page come across, and it just made yeah. me think of this. I saw you guys had just performed 10 shows in a row, 10 mm. shows, 10 yeah. days. Is that mm -hmm. like kind of scheduled taxing on you creatively? Or are you guys just having so much fun, you could pay, play like a hundred fucking shows in a row and you would still have the yeah. same energy, everything would still be as fresh? Or is it taxing actually doing that 10 days in a row? Yeah, I mean, it definitely is a, it, it is a job. Um, I think the, the touring for that long, the longest we've ever toured was three weeks. Um, and that was, the hardest part is just driving because we're not at that place yeah. yet where we have... Um, we've been in buses twice when we, um, opened for Les Claypool, we got to be in a bus and then for Dweezil Zappa, we we're in a bus, but now we're like getting to a place where we're headlining, but it's not, I mean, it's not like huge, huge venues yet, <laughs> but we're mm -hmm. in charge of our own transportation. So me and Katie switch off driving. And so sometimes like the hardest drive, we had to go from St. Louis to Asheville and that's nine hours. Wow. So you drive nine hours and then you do two shows that night. And so that was, I think, that was the last night of the tour. Um, and that was probably the hardest creatively just because you're just zonked. And, right. But we had a really fun second show that night because since it's comedy, they like to do these two, three show nights sometimes at these clubs, which is great. But woof, you feel like a robot the second show for sure because they're like, I've said this before. So we had a couple of cocktails and <laughs> got a little <laughs> loose for the second show, but it was awesome. And it was a last show of tour. And so it was really fun. But yeah, the, I cannot wait till we have a driver. Then I think I'll, I could go a hundred, hundred shows. Cause that's wow, career opportunity right there. Have you yeah, ever made <laughs> the harsh trip from Kootztown to Virginia beach? Oh. Me and Odell oh. played Cootstown, oh. drove all night to Virginia Beach. That was the worst. Cootstown, oh, PA. <laughs> Remember that, oh. time, Odell? Yes. Oh, that was. And, and the thing about it was was that it was a, such a drastic weather change, too. So we went from being in the mountains in PA where it was actually, it snowed a little bit. 
And then we drove oh out, and then we're going down to Virginia Beach, and it was, like, hot. So you're, so you're like, wearing sweaters and stuff, and you're driving, and you realize it's, like, you know, I, I'm really hot. <laughs> I need to take this stuff off. Yeah, it's so. crazy because we got booked at a bed and breakfast, like the New Heart yeah. Show, like a bed and breakfast yeah, in Georgetown, re- really Pennsylvania. Nice. Yeah. Like, we're like sitting into the like, deli. You know, yeah, it was like, yeah, it was a deli. They had microbrews, which was like, you know, this is like uh, late 90s, early 2000s. So that was sort of like the new thing. And they had all these crazy beers that no no one had ever heard of. But they were they were great. They, they were really cool. Yeah, I love Cootstown. I just love the name. I just love saying Cootstown. Twist, yeah. twist. <laughs> all right, I got to move on to this. I wanted to ask you and Katie this together. But it's bugging me, so I got to ask it, even though you're the only one here tonight. You and Katie are so close. You tour together, play together, the best of friends. I want to know what a Marie and Katie argument's like. I mean, do you guys have any creative differences? Do you guys ever have, like, (laughs) knockdown, drag-out fights? Or is everything just like lollipops and rainbows with you guys 24-7? Oh, man. I wish it was all lollipops and rainbows. That would be an awesome duo. Um, You know, we do... uh, we haven't had a knock, like a big, we've only had one super huge fight and it was in Tahoe. <laughs> and, oh, no. you know, it was, I don't even, it was, you know, we got drunk and just, you know, years of bent, pent up stuff came out in one night, I think. And, and it was, it was pretty, pretty rough, but like you fight with people you love. Like I fight with my sisters and my parents and boyfriends and, you know, we're both very passionate. And so, the fact that we would fight is only because we love each other and we're also fighting so hard to get our, like, you know, the band is our baby. We have that we've been doing it for seven years and we love each other and we love what we do. And we really, really believe that we can be like the Beyonce of musical comedy. Like that's really how far we want to go with it. Um, So we, we do creatively what we fight, but not not in a mean way, but just in a super honest way about like, you know, with the end goal of trying to get it to be, you know, whatever song or joke, we just want it to be the best. And so the second that we don't, you know, one of us stops fighting for what we, you know, see as greatness, <laughs> then we, we really won't have anything, I think. So we do, we, you know, we don't have um, those silly high school girl fights that I, you know, I used to have way back when, but these are like really adult. I feel very adult when we have, um, fights. One time I even said, I was like, I'm taking off my friend hat and putting on my, your business partner hat. Wow. (laughs) Do you see each other every day or do you live kind of separate lives outside of touring? Yeah. I mean, we definitely have the same friends just because we're in the same, you know, in the comedy world here in New York. Um, but yeah, we really try to have separate, you know, we have separate groups of friends also. And, you know, her, her best friend has, is not in comedy world and, um, and same with mine, you know, so we, we do try to keep it separate, but, um, if any, if there's any issue in our personal lives, like a boyfriend breaking up or like, you know, you know, family member sick or something like we, we call each other first and we get together. (laughs) Well, I mean, she's like my sister. It's not, you know, that's... Well, that's a good point, though. How do you balance, like, friendships? Do you have friends who aren't in the comedy world and are like, Marie, can you stick me in a video? Or can you sing about me on a 
all like how do you tell those people no because obviously you can't stick like 500 different people you grew up with or no or family members in all your videos <laughs> yeah we do I, I mean i get an email or a facebook message every now and then saying you know from a friend of a friend who just graduated from college that wants to be in a video or you know um i try to help as many people out as i can uh right. but not to the not to hurt any of our videos, not to put anything at expense though. So right, but yeah, I mean, it is very important, I think, to have friends outside of the entertainment industry. We're all crazy, so it's good to have some level-headedness. <laughs> well, also, like you, you get a different perspective, right? I mean, just kind of hanging out with people who aren't in that world, can't you draw yeah. more off that world than the world that you're always kind of immersed in, anyways? Oh, absolutely. Definitely. I feel like, you know, talking to a friend of mine who's like a teacher, especially right now, um, like I get so fired up and want to write songs about education and how we're failing America that way and our children. And, you know, I mean, well, all your songs be about how awesome Betsy DeVos is. I know. What a trailblazer (laughs) she is. So amazing. What a lovely human being who, whoever is working for her, cannot sell. It is so funny. She's so great. She's- I bet you half the like people that think she's a good idea probably is like Betsy DeVos. Didn't she make the American flag? I've heard of her. She's <laughs> great. That's that's how she's so she's Is that her, like her kid? Is she that old? What? She, she's right. doing great things. She's doing great yeah. things. I bet you're doing great things for America. <laughs> made her, her flag. Frederick Douglass. Oh Who's better? Her Frederick <laughs> Douglass. Perfect. <laughs> Hey, so let's um, kind of shift gears here and talk about politics a little bit. You know, we don't do many political shows anymore, so my political <laughs> discourse is seeping into mm-hmm. all our other shows because I'm such a political fucking animal. Um, <laughs> I've talked to other comedians and performers about this, too, and I want to get your take. And I think it's especially relevant to what you guys do since the Trump election. And since, especially since he's been sworn in since January, have you noticed mm-hmm. any difference in the audience? Are they less tolerant of what you do? Um, or do they get offended more easy, especially because your comedy is all about kind of empowering women through your comedy and kind of saying, hey, we're sexual beings, too, and breaking down mm-hmm. these boundaries. And in a world where people are like so hateful on that side of the fence and toxic towards any kind of like resistance march or women's march. Do you notice mm-hmm. a change in the audience or is that dynamic you're like not affected because your fans are your fans? Yeah. I mean, well, definitely the energy is different. I would, I would definitely agree with you on that. Um, in New York city right now, cause we do a lot of shows. Like sometimes we do five shows a week in New York, like, mm-hmm. but just comedy shows. So we'll just like pop on a comedy show and do like 10 minutes or so. Um, and we're the only musical comedy act. Usually it's all stand up. So it's really fascinating to, to watch the whole show because of the climate of things right now. And a lot of these comics are, um, get political. What's really interesting is the audience is like in New York, especially it's just that they're almost, um, oversaturated with politics. Um, that yeah, like any, yeah. com- any comedian that gets up there and talks about anything else, like they all, they, they do, I've watched it. Just, you know, most recently, they do better, almost. Because, like, we're just so, the audience is so tired of this stuff. But then also, as a comic, they want, and the audience really wants that stuff. So you have to find this, like, 
weird, you know, balance of um, uh, just finding the the lightness of of all this like heaviness, I guess, because that's what you're. I mean, I don't know. I think you're there to make people laugh, and so mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, I'm always amazed when I hear stories. Like Christopher Titus was on a couple months ago, and he said that he did mm-hmm. his act, and he had like I think what did he say? Do like seven people in one show walked out? Seven different people yeah, or groups of people. Crazy. And I was like, oh, how yeah. do they not know what this guy is about? Like, are they just pulling names out of the hat? Like, who's going to these shows not knowing the kind of comedy that Christopher Titus does, or that David Cross <laughs> does, or Sarah Silverman yeah. does? Like, I never understand. Like these people go to these shows and they have no idea the comedian. Wouldn't you at least Google it? Even if you never heard the guy, wouldn't you be like, well, before I spend $40 on this ticket and go out on a Wednesday night, you know, on a work night, yeah. let me Google the guy. Like I ordered late. You'd be surprised. In San Antonio, we were down there, um, I think the summer. And yeah, at one point, like a whole table stood up. And I, I don't know. I think in some cases, like traveling across the U.S. and different cities and, um, Women singing, women, like you're saying, like in this era, women speaking their mind and saying dirty things and being sexual beings and pushing a double standard and all that sort of stuff. Some people really still don't feel comfortable. Even when they look up, oh, reformed whores, they're so cute. Oh, that's so great. Let's go check out their songs. And then we like say how it is. Some people really Have they heard of YouTube? Did they see your Yeah, I know. Like, I don't understand. I know. Well, I think sometimes, too, with the comedy clubs is, like, people are outside the clubs, like, still, um, like, barking, like, trying to get people in. So, actually, people don't look you up. They're just like, oh, $10 comedy show. Cool. I'll come check it out. Especially in these, like, tourist towns like San Antonio. Yeah, but with a name like Reformed Whores, they have to know you're not doing, like, Christian comedy, right? I mean, they have to be somewhat (laughs) priest. Well, you got reformed in there, so I mean, it yeah, could be a testimony. Yeah. It could be a testimony, Nick. Get with it. Uh, yeah, they, they think like uh, Marie's part of the Oath Keepers or something. Right. <laughs> do you find do you find that um when when you talk about uh uh you know people being upset or or getting up and leaving, do you find it more men leave or 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 women or Ooh, is it an equal mix? Um. You know, usually it's couples, so. <laughs> equal, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's, but then, like, you want to? I want to know, like, was it the man? You know, who whispered first that, like, let's get out of here? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's usually couples. Um, Do you ever yeah, have people like really... protesting your shows, or have you ever been approached by like a Westboro Baptist group flipping out? Oh gosh, these? no, but that'd be awesome. Fingers <laughs> 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 crossed. You know, that is no, you've made it. <laughs> April, you've got a lot of different things going on at your party. I'm sure you have secret surprises, roller skating, game shows, bands. Do you have a group that can come out and protest a reformed horse? <laughs> is that I have, I have some ideas if you, if you want me uh, to do something like that. I'm talking picket signs. I'm talking Marie <laughs> being like, burned in effigy. That's <laughs> I don't thing. know about all that. <laughs> I don't want no party. Katie will be like, what happened? (laughs) (laughs) It's just between us. We don't tell Katie that we're going to be protested, and she's like, oh, no. (laughs) That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Can we put together a fake protest for Katie? I think we can. 
<laughs> and we have to do something oh that God. makes no sense, like throw old socks at you guys or, <laughs> you know, just something totally irrelevant or like I'll be wearing Captain Caveman T-shirts. Can, can, I, can I, do you want, see, do you want me to do something like that? Because I have something totally perfect in mind. That's oh up to Marie if she trusts <laughs> If do you that would be, your birthday. It's your birthday party. It's your birthday party. You, you know, you Let's do, do it. whatever it really you want. Be like, it, uh, okay, uh, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just do it then. It, it won't be anything bad. It's gonna be a uh, comic. Okay, yeah. listen. Me and April, Marie. Me and April used to date. We used to live together. And one time, we were oh. renting an apartment, and she said, "I don't like the sink in the bathroom." And I came home, and the fucking sink was on the front lawn. She had ripped it out of the wall while I was at work. It was like, now we need a new sink. Of a rented apartment. What's wrong with that? Right? Hey, you don't like something, you get rid of it, you know? That's right. Yeah. So I'm just giving you a fair warning. When you give April the reins, what could go wrong or what could happen? (laughs) Oh, wow. When you put your mind to something, you do it. I like a woman like that. (laughs) She's a perfect messenger for you. So you guys have never been protested. Have you ever had anybody come up to you after the show and been like, I'm appalled by what you do or ask for their money back? Or like, what's the worst kind of criticism face to face you've ever had? Um, We did get some criticism once we were at a club outside of Chicago. Um, It was a, like, I guess there was, 15 guys, like it was a bachelor party. Like a but bunch of also, flat boys? Yeah, just all these guys, all these dudes. And and I guess some of them did have girls with them, so, but they they claimed it was somebody's bachelor party. And they were so drunk and so rowdy, and they were yelling things at us on stage during our set. Um, and so, and they were just heckling us the whole time. And like, we tried to shut them down um, nicely. Cause that's what you try to do, I guess. Some, I mean, some comics are so good at shutting people down. Um, so it kind of like is what happens in the moment. But then things kind of got, got a little heated, I guess, with us because we started being like, you're, you're so ugly, your wives won't fuck you. They're sitting there right now and not touching you because you're disgusting. Because, I mean, they were saying really mean stuff to us, so we just started being kind of nasty to them. Um, so they gave us a really bad review and reported us and we got to like had a call with our agents about it. <laughs> well, who did, they, who did they report you to? Is there some kind of union or something? I'm confused. No, I mean they just they just like, you know, to the manager. And the manager was in the room and they were like we're we're they apologized to us for not kicking them out because security was there and they were like ready to take them out because it was getting out of hand what they were saying to us. But we kind of made it. We just started having fun with them, but but they, I don't know, whatever. So yeah, we had a big talk with our agents about like, like you know. So the club thought that you know somebody complained, and and then we explained the situation, and they're like, yeah, they said that that was what was happening, and we're like, so why are we having this phone call? <laughs> wow, like, exactly. You. I mean, our our agents weren't like change change things, or you know, they don't give any kind of tips on that, but they just wanted That's to relay good. the information. That anyway, that was the only, amazing. and that kind of, that kind of kept me up actually for like a month because I was like, "There's people out there that didn't like us." Like, but I mean, they were also wasted. They did not. They thought I think that it was a strip show of some sort, but not a comedy show. Like, I don't know what they expected, but it was not what they came for. That's so. funny how self-critical you can be, like <sighs> as an artist. I remember once I wrote an article and um, for If You Only News, and I I did mm-hmm. the dreaded. Um, 
your instead of your. I used your wrong, and I did the dread oh, like Y O U R instead oh of Y O U apostrophe R E for a week. Yeah, dude, I got annihilated, um, and, and this was a liberal site. I got <laughs> annihilated on the com- like the comment thread, and I climbed into a fucking emo hole for like a week. Right. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh I my mean, god, I so. suck. How could I let this yeah. happen? And I'm so unprofessional. And I mean, my editor didn't <laughs> catch it, but I wasn't blaming it on her. I was just like, oh my god, how could I miss this? I suck so bad. So I feel your oh, pain, yeah. man. Oh, our YouTube comments would get out of control. Like, <laughs> it's. We have one video that like got rare. It was very political, and so it went viral and um, has over now like over, uh, like a half a million hits, and just so many comments and so many awesome, positive, wonderful, uplifting, inspiring comments, and then so many like kill yourself. <laughs> like, oh yeah, just, oh yeah. And so... if you're like me, you take the negative ones, print them, and hang them up next to your computers and your mirror and all that, so you can see them every day. <laughs> you're worthless. Do better, Nick. Do better. You're worthless. Yeah. I, oh, something yeah. else I wanted to touch base with you on. The last time we had you on was our magnificent 12-hour launch episode. You actually helped oh, us yay. launch this network. And That's at that so time, awesome. I remember that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I love that you were a part of it. I have a special affinity in my heart for everybody that called <laughs> into that show that day. And we were talking about you were about to go do your – I don't know if it was a tour or just a select set of shows with Weird Al because this was like an August yeah. summer. And we were talking about it, and I wanted to know, because you said you were going to try to put together a new web series, and you just wanted Al to go, um, you know, something like, nice job, whores. Did you ever make that happen? Yeah. Okay, so that's right. We did talk about this. So, yeah, we um, wrote this web series, and we went to Sturgis, uh, South Dakota, um, for the motorcycle rally. And while we were there, we performed at night, and then the final night of the um, eight days we were there, we opened for Weird Al. And so what we had done in our web series, like you said, we wrote in the very final episode. Um, we were going to have Weird Al be in it to say, like, great job, love your stuff, whatever. So we got to Sturgis and we started filming. And then um, we uh, talked to one of the producers of the full festival about getting Weird Al to be in it. And they actually said that he was he uh, had signed a contract to not be in any films or, you know, any kind of filming whatsoever at the Buffalo Chip. So he wasn't in it. But uh, I will say, as soon as we walked off stage after our set opening for him, we walked off stage and there was Weird Al standing on the side of the stage, like how we had written it in our show, but no cameras on him. But we walked off stage and he was like, oh, my goodness, that was incredible. What beautiful voices. Great job. <laughs> and awesome. we, like, we walked by, you know, we went to our trailer and just like, just started. Were you glowing? Out. Yeah, we were glowing. We were laughing. We like bumped bellies. We were like so excited. But it was weird <laughs> that like we had, we'd written that scene and weren't able to film it. However, it happened just in real life. <laughs> so, wow. That's um, life, was, life and imitating art or future right. art. Because it wasn't yeah, it even happened yet. Well, I remember when you were on that show and you were talking about playing Sturges, and I went and actually watched a video, of course, for Willie for a day, and we're going to play that in a moment. And um, you were talking about all this stuff leading up to it, and then I watched a video, and I'm like, man, this video is almost a sequel to our interview with Marie like a couple months ago. 
because I'm watching the video f- from that, and I'm like, I remember talking about this. I got to go back and listen to this because I remember us talking about when you were amping up for that, and it just kind of mm-hmm. came full circle. And then you have the video for Willie for a day. So let's go ahead and play that. Lead us in. Tell us about the song and why did you um, film the video there over at Sturgis? I'm assuming it was at Sturgis. That's where it was at, right? That's yeah. What, like, yeah, it was at Sturgis, and okay. um, we had kind of joked about you know when we film when we would film this song that we think is really silly about having penises. <laughs> um, we would. There love is to nothing have silly about that. <laughs> there isn't. <laughs> no, trust me. I beg to differ. <laughs> um, so when we showed up at Sturgis, they just happened to have all of those dicks at that particular stage that we were performing oh, at. I it's thought not you like guys we... set that all up. No. Oh, my nope. God. That's so perfect. No, we just <laughs> showed up, and they had the dick dash, and they had the, the you know, the bulking, oh, the, uh, the bull, the penis that was like a bucking bull. Um, the and universe then, like, the really wants thing. you to sing songs about penises for you all that to already be no, waiting for you. You have no idea how many times that sort of stuff happens in our lives. It's really weird. We we joke that Jesus really loved himself some horse. <laughs> <laughs> what was this? What was that sight like? Because uh, if you don't know, a couple of my friends um, are big in the bike um, motorcycle. They're in clubs and stuff, so they went. They've gone the last couple of years. So what? And they're big. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're big dudes, and it's like. So what is it like seeing all these big dudes? You know, around you know, riding a bucking. Bronco penis, or or just what is, what is what is that site? What is like when you get there, you see that you're like, holy cow, what is this? Yeah, I mean, definitely like going when we had booked Sturgis. Like to be honest, completely honest, I was like terrified because I was like, oh my god, bikers! Like, oh yeah. my gosh, are we going to be raped? Like, what's going to happen? And we've been twice now, and like the bikers are the nicest human beings. Yes. A lot of them are lawyers and doctors. <laughs> Very, very smart en- engineers, like, just really wonderful, kind people. So, like, Sturgis is a great place to come and, like, let loose and, like, be free and drink and have fun. But everyone's, like, it's almost like Woodstock in a way. Like, everyone still at the end of the day is, like, very, very, like, hippy-dippy, respectful. Um, so, and it was neat to, like, you know, it's Trump. America in that area. So there's actually a lot of Trump supporters at that rally. Actually, mm-hmm. they had a Trump rally while we were there. <laughs> <laughs> How surreal is that? So you crazy. wait, wait, wait. I'm trying to piece this together yes. in my the visual oh, in yeah. my head. So you have a yeah. bunch of bikers that are at a Trump mm-hmm. rally, surrounded by like mechanical penises you can ride. <laughs> I know where oh, I'm having my eightieth was... um acid trip birthday party at now. Oh yeah. I'd freak out. Um yeah, I mean so yeah, there's a Trump rally and then there's all this like craziness around the rally. But I mean that wasn't an impromptu, like I don't know what that evening was about. But there there are my point is that there's a lot of there are a lot of Trump supporters at that that rally however they are huge fans of ours and we are sneaking in our agenda our feminist agenda and they love it and like they agree and they're so respectful to their women and so i you know as much as like i tried to hear a lot of reasons why these people are trump supporters and all that sort of stuff because they these people did become good friends of mine and so 
we do not see eye to eye. I'm extremely liberal. I live in New York City. You know, they were saying I live in a bubble. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> but um, they're good people. And it's wow, that is it, at one a point, great story. We need more of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I we me, me and Katie are really we do really try to, you know, bring everybody to try to see eye to eye. I mean, that's not it's not easy. <laughs> oh, you don't so have to tell me. I've been yeah. in a political pit for years doing this. April, I know you love talking about big hairy balls. You can't help but help like talk about it whenever we get together. <laughs> what do you think about the song coming up? Do you ever wish you had a penis? All the time. Of course. <laughs> Why, uh, and penis comes with balls, right? I mean, you know. Or do you, you wish penis, you just you had balls have to and have no balls. penis? <laughs> uh, I think I'd like to have a penis with my balls. So that makes sense. So, so I guess that means I just like penises and balls. I got, I like go. the whole package. How pragmatic. <laughs> I thought you would be an oddball, no pun intended, and would just want one or the other. But you enjoy both equally, and I can respect that. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for I calling in. I appreciate your respect. <laughs> that was a great interview. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we settled. Are ready to hear some Willie for a day, D? I, I, I would yeah. hope so. I would hope so. Here we go. These mortified. No. When we were young, we learned two things. Girls have beans and boys ding-a-lings. Guess Freud is right about penis in me. I wish you could take yours off and lend it to me. Cause if I had a willy for just a day, I'd be standing up and spray all over the place. Put it in a soft can, jerk off, slap it hard across your face. Don't get me wrong, I'm proud to be a woman. Just sometimes I wonder what it's like to have a dog. Over our guitar player right there. Why, yes, I am. It's full of proteins. Two, three, four. Oh, my warrior would get lonely without his buddies. Sure would be nice to have my own silly putty. Life would be grand if I had a pair of nuts. We play hide and seek with them and I bury them in my book. If I had tests for just a day, Put my knees together and squish between my legs Jump up and down and come scramble eggs Oh, Marie, it is so much fun Talking about having a dick and a balls for a day Oh, it sure is, Katie Oh, yes, you know, but sometimes this song makes me feel a little bit sad Oh, no, why? Because it makes me think of something lots of other ladies have That I do not have Oh, the rabbit? No, I got that Oh, good <laughs> Now I was thinking of a big boobs When I was little, I dreamt of one thing to have Big knockers, not the tiny dumb Shucking motorboat all afternoon, but I can't. I've seen bigger tits than ever do. Two, three, four. It'd be fun to have a deck and swell the head balls. If you have time and money, I suppose you could have it all. And though I'd like to have a much bigger boss, we should try to be happy with what God gave us. End.
Indeed. I just had this surreal image in my head of you ladies up on stage in your blow-up penis outfits and a bunch of bikers <laughs> in the audience having a hoedown, dancing around with <laughs> dust coming up, wearing Make America Great Again hats. Oh, God. <laughs> Is that pretty much it? I pretty yeah, much described the scene uh, at Sturgis. Yeah, pretty much, yep. <laughs> am, dude, if you guys play next year, I am big- there. Yeah, just yeah. Well, yeah, we're actually. I don't think we're. Well, I can say this now. Uh, we are not going to Sturgis. We're actually going to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. We just got in, so we're going nice. to Scotland for an entire month. Oh, that is so awesome! Wow. We had Liz Mealy yeah. last year, and she was headed out to oh, that. Yeah. And man, I've heard so many good things about that festival. Yeah, I mean, it's how Fly of the Concords really like took it to the next level and got yes. special. Yeah. And so we are going. With our show, Grand Old Country. <laughs> nice. And it should be fun. Yeah, Is this breaking so, news? So excited. Do we have an exclusive scoop here? Yeah, I really, I don't know if we've announced it yet. So yeah, Yay! this is you. Katie's going to be like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> suck it all you other podcasts. We've got the exclusive here. Yeah, that's right. That's what we do. Take that yeah, fake news. Right. <laughs> 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 yeah, we had a backlash, and um, somebody actually started a fake news site about us, Tin Can Fake Media. Oh, oh really? Yeah, that's a long story. <laughs> I'm not going to go to on air, long personal story. One of the reasons oh, that we God. last October. All right, I want to um, go into this oh. last thing, because I was actually watching Plant the other day with you in it, and I dig your music oh. so much. That I forget you and Katie are actually actors too. Yeah. And watched the two seasons of Plant, which was a fucking amazing, by the way. especially the second Thank season. You. I really thought the yeah, second, the second season, season. Oh, cool. Really found its voice. But let me ask you this because I know you're not doing much acting anymore. Has the music kind of usurped that and you're not acting anymore? And do you consider yourself now a musician who just kind of acts when a role's thrown at you, but you're not actively seeking it? Or are you still an actor who does this amazing project on the side? Like, how do you kind of define yourself creatively now? Yeah, uh, good question, man. Um, yeah, I mean, first and foremost, I always say, like, I'm a performer. I love acting more than anything. So I'm still definitely acting. I audition for freaking silly commercials all the time. So you are still um, Yeah. So I do. I mean, I just haven't gotten anything lately. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. Oh, man. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, it's, I, the, the band definitely takes up, you know, pretty much, you know, all of my extra time. Um, we have, we both, Katie and I have both like tiny, we, we're luckily we're almost to a point where we don't have to have any kind of side jobs, but we still have to have a couple side jobs to pay our silly stupid rent. Um, but you're to afford yeah. floors. You should get everything free. You should be comped everything at life now. Yeah. We shouldn't have to sleep on people's floors anymore. <laughs> what's the uh what's your landlord's number? I need to have a talk. Can I get him on air? Yeah. I think he needs to lower your rent. You should get oh. creativity points here. Yeah. So well, is one cool acting thing, we just Oh yeah. One thing that we did, um, Katie and I, not as the band but just as actors, we got to act in a web series that's coming out on IFC um in the fall, I think. Um, is when it's supposed to come out. So we're we're not the band. We we just happen to play best friends in a web series <laughs> and totally different characters. 
Um, so that'll be really fun. That's coming out on IFB online uh, in the fall. Wow. And then, yeah. Is Reform Wars really... opening up those doors acting-wise, or is, are those worlds so separate that one doesn't affect the other? I'll say again. What do you mean? Reformed Horrors is a band because of all the recognition the band's getting. Is that opening up doors for you acting wise? Oh, or are those worlds absolutely. very separate? So they are uh, yeah. No, they definitely, we definitely have been getting many, many more opportunities because of the band. And we have been offered, you know, parts like best friends. And, you know, they want us together in a lot of things, which is really cool. Um, but it is also important, you know, to have separate projects. Katie is an incredible, she did, She's more of a, I mean, she's done a lot of film stuff too, um, but I think she's more theater and musical theater. And she, you know, I think that she, I believe it full heartedly that she will do Broadway someday. Um, and, you know, maybe, maybe it's the whores we go to Broadway, um, but I, I really think that she, you know, well, she's an actor, you know, and I think that she could find a good part and really mm. take it. Yeah, I saw so. her the other day in Men in Black 3. Yeah, yeah. And I was going to ask her about that because I can't even imagine performing in the same orbit as Will Smith. I know, right? (laughs) And she has a a cool story about that day of just hanging out with him all day and how nice and kind and generous he was. So what a neat, that's a really fun experience. And we had just started the band, and I remember her calling and saying, I have an audition for Men in Black 3. And I'm like, you're going to get it, girl. And we got it. That is amazing. Um, Let me ask you another question. Like everything you do acting wise, and I see you on stage and I see your performance. Does the acting like, do you feel like the acting is helping the stage presence? Do you feel like you're acting? If you didn't have an acting background, you wouldn't be as effective on stage. Mm -hmm. Or once again, are those worlds kind of so separate that one is not heavily influencing the other? Or does reformed horrors influence how you act now? Are you, are you taking techniques from the stage and bringing it into your acting when you're auditioning? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I like the better, the more confidence you get over the years of performing, like the better you get. <laughs> like, I feel like my acting training, because I went to school at Appalachian State for theater in North Carolina. And, and I love, you know, I love my training there. And then I actually had a theater apprenticeship in California. I lived there for a year and, and learned all different, the David Mamet kind of technique of acting of like, just fucking do it. <laughs> And so I have all this training and acting. And then when I came to New York and started doing theater, um, I had this great like tool belt of acting skills, but you kind of like leave that at the door once you find a project. And with the band, like it's been really neat because the characters that we play on stage are us. Like there are, they're definitely us. Um, it's Marie up there, but it's like my persona has been turned up like, you know, a couple of notches. And so I can be more loud and like, you know, body and my character on stage in the band is much more sexual than I am in real life. Like, I feel like boys want to date me and then they go out with me and then they realize I'm actually quite a prude. And You <laughs> like, are not a whore. What is this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want my yeah, money have- back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. I didn't even I think bought you that. a seven layer burrito. Dating? With- oh, Doing reformed yeah. wars, like there must be a crazy expectation on you, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> my dating, my dating life has definitely, uh, I think, has been hurt by the band. 
And I like, I, you know, that's kind of sad to say, but before the band, I used to get D all the time. And now it's like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Do you like, think you're intimidating them. guys? You are, are you dating just guys? You date guys and girls? Is it different? Just, just the men. However, I did, I was approached to do a threesome while I was on tour, um, oh, which I was like, yeah, let's do it because it's been a drought and let's like, it's not going to come back. <laughs> you got to <laughs> grab it when it's offered, but I've never had a threesome and, and I'm not against it, but I'm not, I'm, I'm heterosexual and, but also like up for a good time, if you know what I mean? So, <laughs> but I never had one officially. But it was so funny because, like, the guy came and was like, oh, excuse me, I'd like to invite you to join me and my girlfriend. And he was, like, very formal. I was like, oh, holy shit. Oh, my God, sword? you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, he Here's a program. Here's what we're all about. Yeah. Here's my card. Here's <laughs> my brochure. But yeah. it didn't It didn't happen. It didn't happen. I, I hung out with them, and then I was like, nope, not for me. Okay, bye. <laughs> You know, um, before we so. were able to get like 10 downloads on this episode, but now that story is going to get us like 1,000 downloads. You oh, yeah. the story. You got to run through this asshole host for 50 minutes, but then you get to the threesome story. <laughs> well, thanks for that. All right, let me end on this, and I'll go around the table because I'm sure everybody else wants to say stuff too. Your ukulele, it's such an extension of your personality. I feel oh. like... At night, you're like, this is my ukulele. There are many like it, but this one is mine. Like, does your ukulele have a name? Have you named your ukulele? Yeah, it's called Mullet. Mullet. You <laughs> nice. Is there mullet. a story behind that? Um, not because I, not because of the name. I mean, the story behind the, this particular uke that I have is that so we were going to go on tour with Les Claypool, who you know is a very famous basis and music oh, yeah. and all that stuff. He must so be very cerebral I, to talk to too, I imagine. He, yes, he ha he's very opinionated. <laughs> Lots of <laughs> ideas for us reform tours. Um really awesome guy I love. Um so but we were about to go for tour and I had been for years I've been playing Atlanta Kai with a bottle cap microphone, Jimmy rigged inside so that would pick up as an acoustic to to make it um electric. But that's, like, unacceptable mm -hmm. for going on tour and, like, opening and performing in these, like, huge <laughs> music venues. So I mm -hmm. ordered this ukulele online, and they, like, rushed it to me just in time for us to go on tour with Les Claypool. But when you get a new uke, like, you need to be playing it um, because it goes out of tune very easily when it's new. So I was, like, playing it for, like, three days just nonstop, just trying to get the strings to, like you know, stretch out and that sort of stuff. But I took that on tour and like, man, every venue I would go to, people would be like, what a beautiful ukulele. Um, so I've named it mullet because it's just so beautiful. <laughs> Nothing's more beautiful than a mullet. I used to have a big manly, like, how long was my hair now? Like, I, I think my it hair was, was long before it, I even met you, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you cut it like not too long after we, we started hanging out. Yeah, I had a killer mullet, like a WWF looking yeah. oh. mullet. When he had like, yeah, like Shawn Michaels, you know, Marty Jannetty. Yeah, it's quite oh embarrassing. God, <laughs> Have you um, gotten endorsements yet? Or like companies like, hey, take our ukulele out on tour with you and we'll give you some free gear? Um, We've gotten some free picks and some strings and uh, we get jewelry from girls. <laughs> 
Like we'll need jewelry designer. Nothing, nothing like endorsing as far as our musical instruments. We're trying so hard to get Bud Light to sponsor us, or at least like sponsor a web series, or because they had Amy Schumer. Because some people were like, "No, you're too dirty," and I'm like, "Okay, Amy Schumer. They've been. She's been in their commercials, and like we just, just I've written a lot of like you know spec scripts for Bud Light, <laughs> and I think that it would be so fun if they would sponsor Reformed Wars. Would you um, tone something down if somebody's like, hey, I want you to do this song, but I want you to bleep these certain words out of it or change around the subject matter? Would you compromise that integrity to get like a Budweiser deal? Or do you have like strict lines in the sand when it comes to that? Oh, no. Yeah, definitely. We would we would rewrite whatever they need for the money. Uh, <laughs> whatever they want. So you're saying not also your reform tours, your commercial wars as well. Yeah, <laughs> No, I think it definitely depends, so but, like, when you're given, when you're asked to, like, write a song, you know, we get commissioned all the time to write songs, and, mm-hmm. like, they have a specific thing, and, you know, we're not going to make it dirty just for the sake of being dirty, but if it's, like, you know, you want us to write an abortion song, and we're really mad about something, and, like, you know, we're not going to be unapologetic, we're, you know, we won't apologize for anything like that, but for Bud Light, we'll keep it clean. <laughs> right on. You hear anything that, Bud Light? Anybody yeah, like seven degrees of Kevin Bacon that knows somebody in A and R and Bud oh Light, God, pass the word. All right, we got to close we'll this up. Yeah. Okay. Um, April, you've been awfully quiet yeah. back there. What are you taking notes? Are you getting everything together for the big protest march at your birthday? I'm taking notes. Big protest. Yes. <laughs> Be prepared. Be very prepared. Uh oh. I don't want to know. I don't want to scare her. She doesn't know me. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. You can't help. It'll totally be worth it. Like, you just don't even know. It's going to be awesome. I remember uh, (laughs) my daughter's grandmother didn't take to you very well. And you're like, I don't know what to do. Nobody's ever not liked me before. Oh my God. I can't believe it. That was also 20 years ago, probably. Yeah, 10 years ago (laughs) when I moved out here. But still, like, everybody loves April. Yeah. Like, yeah. seriously, everybody loves April. Like, even me, I was like, I don't know, this is your ex-girlfriend, that's kind of weird. And I'm like, oh my god, I love April, what are you talking about? Yeah, like, but to be fair, you had met, like, seven really bad ex-girlfriends before yeah, that. That's true, but, like, seriously, <laughs> so, you, you yeah, can't like, not you didn't love know April. What to expect. You just, you just can't. There's no, there's no not loving April. There's just not. Yeah, but you never met Marie. I was actually married for six days. I met a girl online and married her the next day. And she left. She left six days later. He he called me. He literally called me right after he got married and was like, dude, guess what? I'm married. I'm like, to to who? (laughs) He's like, this girl I just met like yesterday. I'm like, what? Her name was Paisley. Never trust a fucking hippie. Uh, Six days later, she left Paisley. Six days later, she left me to go move to New Mexico and live with the Hopi Indians. (laughs) And I had to file abandonment charges. And then about three years later, I was driving and I was coming off this exit, taking my daughter to ice skating. And I saw a girl with dreadlocks standing on the side of the road looking gruff. And it said, traveling, need money. And I was going to like, you know, pause the car and throw a buck in her bucket or whatever. And I couldn't because a light turned and I was getting off an exit. So I was being pushed forward and I look over and it's my ex-wife standing there panning <gasps> off the exit in Gatlinburg area. It was crazy. Yeah, and that was the only time I've seen her since the six day marriage. Wow. 
But my that's first a, marriage. That's a, new, that's a new song. That is a new song that's right there. Song. Six six day marriage. Six yeah. day marriage. But you know, I, I married my daughter's my- mother. I knew her for 20 years. I waited until I was in my mid-30s to get married. I played everything by the book, and that marriage crashed and burned in like four months. So I said, well, I'm going to George Costanza this motherfucker, and I'm going to do the exact opposite, and it'll have the exact opposite effect. So I'm going to marry a girl I just met last night, and it happened like very naturally. It was very organic the way it happened. It wasn't like, just met you, want to get married. We were standing at a comic book store. And she's like, you know, we're going to end up married, right? And I said, yeah. And she's like, well, why don't we do it right now? And I said, fuck it. We'll go to the courthouse. And I didn't know her 24 so hours. crazy. Oh, my God. That's like my chest hurt just hearing this story. But I'm, <laughs> my anxiety. I'm such oh a well-measured person. And I don't sound like it on air, but, you know, everybody on the panel here with us could tell you I'm kind of uptight. And I think everything through. And, I, you know, I have a plan. I have exit strategies for my exit strategies and contingency plans for my contingency plans. So I was like, man, dude, like Socrates, everything in moderation, including moderation. So I'm just going to do something <laughs> crazy out of left field. Because it's been a while. The last thing I did crazy out of left field was had a goat living in my apartment. And that was like 10 years prior to that at the beach. So I was like, yeah, it's been 10 years since I did something really fucking stupid. Let me get married. <laughs> I need to do that every 10. In fact, oh about 10 years do. Dee, prepare yourself. Our yeah. sink might yeah. in the front yard. No, I, I think if anything, well, I don't know. What else could we do? We've got chickens. You know, we do umpteen podcasts. What What's left? I'm talking crazy. Like I shave my head and I run off to New Zealand for a month. Okay. Well, as long <laughs> as you bring me souvenirs and don't spend it all It might money. be coming, so steady yourself. Then I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I got off track here. I got way off track. <sighs> Odell, you want to wrap this up? Yeah. Well, uh, I guess my last question, because I, I probably will never get to ask this question again. But how was... Uh, Opening for like Les Claypool, how was that? That whole, how did that come about? Um, yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it happened because it was so random. Um, Primus is represented by the same agency that we were with, and so I mean it's, that's kind of boring story. Like our agents, you know, put us all together, but they submitted. Les was looking for an <laughs> opening band. And uh, our agent submitted um, our Girls Poop 2 video to us, and he loved it and asked oh, us to cool. with him. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, and we awesome. were only – we got offered just three nights um, initially. That was the first offer. So we, like, flew out to California, did three cities in California, and then, like, went home. And we're like, that was awesome. That was so cool. And then, like, a week later, we got offered, like, 30 more cities. So it was, wow. that was really, Ooh. really cool. That's yeah. nice. Nice. All righty. I want to... him to direct one of our music videos. I've been trying because he's he loves to he loves filmmaking and he loves to direct mm-hmm. and he said that he would. I just gotta get on him and he needs to stop being so busy. Would you be a guy? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say he's, he's a busy man. That dude is in everything. <laughs> I picture oh, a lot no. of claymation if he directs it. Would you be against claymation? Oh no, that'd be amazing. Anything that he would come up with, I'd be like, it's cool. <laughs> Yeah, like, it came out of his head. That's fine. All right, <laughs> no. that sounds like the we'll perfect see. place to end it. I'm sorry, we're yeah. running over, Marie. Let's, but we will definitely talk to you. What a week and a half, man! It is rolling yes, up quick. We're yeah, see you guys, so soon. I can't wait for April's party. 
Right on. All right, let me thank you so much for calling in. This is always a treat when you call in. We've got to get you and Katie on here at the same time because I have so many things I want to mix it up with you, with both (laughs) of you, to kind of like have a verbal three-way. Are you ready to have a verbal threesome with us here? There it is. Okay, I'll have a verbal threesome, just not a (laughs) vaginal. (laughs) Wow, that is the weirdest way I've ever been rejected for anything in my life. Oh, my God. Now it's time for me to go back to my email hole. <laughs> All righty, guys. Aww. Thanks so much for calling right. in tonight, Marie. We will see you in, I think it's like 10 days. And yeah. Well, yeah. I'm sure we're going to shoot a lot of footage, too, and put it up on our website. Ooh, can't wait. You ready? Um, we're going to lead out with Eating Out. And I love the video yep. because I love the style of which you did. It actually looks like a country music video. The whole oh, style cool. of how it was shot, the restaurant and everything like that. So I I definitely encourage everybody after the show to go check out their videos because a lot of those videos, man. I, do you guys, I'm going over again, but do you guys like self-produce those videos? We do, yeah. We produce all of our videos ourselves and then we hire out. Um, we've worked with different um, videographers and editors and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. It comes from our brains. And our favorite one, the hardest one we did was douchebags, which is we shot um, in one take, if you like wow. those kinds of videos. Yeah. That's actually my favorite song by you guys. Oh, thank you. I yeah. love that song. All righty. We got to get out of here. I keep running over. I'm manic today. <laughs> D, you ready to hit it? We're going to play some Eating Out by the Reformed Whores. And we'll be back, what, I think mid-May with Alex White from White Mystery. <laughs> Good night, guys. Bye. Slurp it up, ain't worried.
I'm sampling with me. 